thoughts on my card again. At the crib telling your girl that we should order in. And tell G to put his feet up on the ottoman. We just Anyone want to start the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, fearless leader. Where's the intro? Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> I'm not an intro guy. I don't know. I haven't listened to the last couple episodes. I thought you guys might have taken it over. I guess not. Do you know me? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you I, I you took time. over my I chair. Like, I, I did get comfortable with doing it last time. As always, it is right the radio. I am your boy Bobby Dubs. To my left, you can't see him. It's V Vince Quinn. Yo. We are- <laughs> Directly, diagonally for me is the guy that usually does this thing, Mr. <laughs> Matt Merritt. <laughs> How you doing, Matt? Damn glad to be here. Great. And as always, the chipper, sunny, Mr. Rob, man off. Man off. What's going on? Why, why, I'm happy. Why, Are you why checking you your watch? Like last week, what? last show, you were Mr. Congeniality. You're Mr. Personality. I got a lot of personality. Exactly. You didn't notice that? <laughs> What's the oh, problem? I'm good, though. <laughs> you good? Because you, know, you, sh- you checked your watch the second we started the show. We went to you and it was like, all right, where the fuck am I out of here? It's I a- got a Twitter update. Oh, you got the- oh, oh, okay. oh, my watch. There we go. Man off bomb. <laughs> no, no, somebody else talking about Capri Suns. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's, there's beef now between Capri Suns and Kool-Aid Jammers. I didn't know anything about it. So wait, what's the divide here on that? <laughs> I like well, the Capri Suns. I, know yeah. the Capri Suns. I don't mind a Kool-Aid Jammer, but I'm totally team Capri Suns. Well, no, the Kool-Aid jammers are atrocious. They're ass. They're a bastardized <laughs> except, form of Kool-Aid. Except for the lemonade ones. <laughs> the lemonade ones are delicious. I don't know why. I don't think I've ever had a Kool-Aid jammer in my life. I, I've had Capri Suns. <laughs> I grew up on Capri Suns. Like exactly. every day for mm-hmm. lunch, I had oh, a Capri Sun pretty much. Real. That was yes. amazing. Kool-Aid's trash. <laughs> Kool-Aid's trash. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> I'm not a big Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> Sorry that everybody likes Kool-Aid. I just I think that's the thing you learn as you get older. Kool-Aid was made to have alcohol put in it. Exactly. That was the main purpose of the drink. Yeah. And it just become it got co-opted as a kid's you, drink because they had a mascot. Have you ever dyed your hair with Kool-Aid powder? You can do that? Yeah, no. yeah. I've seen yeah. people do that. It, no. is it, so like, how does it work? Like is it good? No. Yeah. It washes out eventually. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But like back in the day, <clears throat> in my neighborhood, they used to deliver like in the mail, you would get like free sample Kool-Aid packets. So we would just steal them from everybody's house, and then like put it in our hair, like with some butter, whatever. It would last for like an hour, maybe. They would send Kool-Aid to people in the mail. Yeah, yeah. Like samples. Really? I don't remember. I wonder because here's the thing. I'm now I'm wondering if my mom would like see it in the mail and be like, "Hell no!" And she would just like throw that out before we even found this. out about it. <laughs> Imagine living on his street, being like old man Jenkins or something. Oh. There's that damn man off kid. Must have stole my Kool-Aid. His hair is purple. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just me. It was like a whole crew of us. We steal them from all the houses. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Look at y'all, the little rascals. I'm <laughs> getting into it. I mean, we got in a lot more trouble than the little rascals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Committing mail fraud was the least of our crimes. <laughs> it's not mail fraud. You're stealing mail out of people. You are stealing mailboxes. I don't know if it's mail fraud. You're definitely messing with people's mail, and that is super illegal. It's fucking Kool-Aid. It's It's still in the mail. If they're mailing it, it could have been those AOL trial CDs. Whatever it is, if it's in the mail, it's in the mail, man. You can't be stealing Or or I saved their life when it was possibly anthrax. It could have been anthrax, and I'm technically saving their lives. (laughs) Well, clearly it wasn't, but... 
So you took oh, anthrax sure. straight to the dome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a lot worse. It has a great <laughs> color. Tell you the truth. <laughs> Anyway, we talk about things that make no sense. First on our list of topics is football and even better, the Eagles. But the last story to come out about Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman and the dysfunction of the Eagles front office. So I asked, number one, what did everybody think of that? I know Rob had said on Twitter he didn't even want to open that article and look at it. I didn't read it. it. <laughs> you didn't read it? Yeah. Well, also, you just didn't want to deal with it, After all right? of this, <laughs> does Lori get enough blame for the fuckery that is the Philadelphia Eagles? I have no better word for it. Well, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's pretty accurate. because It's crazy how Lori's gone from a guy like he was the consummate good owner. It was like, wow, he just lets his guys do his stuff. There's stability with the franchise, even if you're going from, you know, Andy to, well, not exactly Chip, but it was the stability of Howie Roseman for a while and Andy. I don't know. It just felt like they were, when he said gold standard, he got panned a lot for that. But on some level, they were. I mean, that was a team that was constantly deep in the playoffs with good quarterback play. And that's that was a that's the kind of franchise you want to be. Pittsburgh Steelers. They they've won a Super Bowl since what, two thousand eleven or something? Yeah. I'd be the Pittsburgh Steelers in a heartbeat. I think most fans would. So for him to run a team like that for so long and now be this guy that's like super involved and everything is such a mess, it's just alarming that it's all gone like this and with him specifically, because you can like one guy to change like that and be the guy at the top is just a very it's a very weird turn. Yeah, apparently he's been involved the whole time though. Like another scout came out, but I don't know the he he would come down, he would like ask questions and stuff like that, but maybe it just got worse. And then I, 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 I was listening happened. to the radio, and one of the reasons I didn't read it, besides it just being too nice of a day, and I didn't want to get angry, but <laughs> there's like this secret <laughs> undercover that. agent ops with uh, these uh, like geeky, smart, st- uh, uh, analytical people, and they they report directly to Jeffrey Lurie. Like that's insane, absolutely insane. It is really strange. Did you guys realize that? Did you guys have any idea who that guy was? The, the assistant to Roseman, last name begins with an H. Like, I don't even know what his name is, but I read that article, and it was like, wow, he's been in the building for 10 years, and he's Howie's yeah, right-hand guy. Yeah, he's, who he's is a, he? He's apparently, <clears throat> they were saying on the radio today, he's, he's the Howie to Howie. He's yeah. the Howie to Howie. He's Howie's Howie. Um, Lori's wife's friend's kid. Or, uh, some, yes. or something along yeah, those he's, lines. He's, no. friends, he's friends of the family. He is a friend of, of Lori's kid, but yeah. Alec Hallaby, right? Hallaby, yeah. that would be it. Hallaby. Yeah. I'd, n- I'd never heard that name in my life. Wait, which? Um, like, the original Christina or the new one? Yeah, which wife? <laughs> what? There's a new Christina? Or I, I don't know what his new wife's name is. He got remarried? Yeah. I didn't I, know that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, got way younger woman. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't talk. I met his old, I met one wife one time. Oh, goodness. She was really kind of, uh, <laughs> she wasn't really the nicest. Does she own part of the team now? Did she get part of the Eagles in the I believe yeah. she's, yeah, all yeah, along. Probably. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. she's had a part of the team, yeah. I want to see her at press Why else conferences. would you marry him? <laughs> I want to hear what she has to say about all this. <laughs> that would be interesting. If teams trotted out minority owners once in a while, <laughs> like if Josh Harris sent out, what, like Will Smith or something to do the Sixers <laughs> owners? I don't know why you wouldn't. Who wants to hear from Josh Harris where you can hear from Will Smith? Exactly. Nobody. Nobody wants to hear from Josh Harris ever. Yeah. No. Go away. Sign the checks. And I don't want to hear your voice. Let's get out of here. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Do you guys remember that? When they drafted Folds? Uh-huh. Bro. Harris you're lucky you're there. You bought your you bought your way in there, and you're like, oh, I want to get out of here. Like, no. Be ha- I don't know. Whatever. I couldn't tell you what the Flyers owner sounds like. Comcast? Yeah. I love, well, it, yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's it's like a collective, like right? right. <laughs> yeah, but I guess like the main dude is what? Like Dave Scott or something? No, completely anonymous dude to me. Mm. That's how it should be. It shouldn't. It should, I mean, it's weird with Comcast yeah. to have it like that where it's a group of people. But yeah. I don't know. I like the idea that there is one person at the top that you can look at and be like, all right, you're the guy. Like, you're the guy. Because you can get rid of all these different people. I mean, GMs are going to come and go. Coaches are going to come and go. Players come and go. But to look at one person at the top and go, look, you are the ultimate person responsible exactly. for all of this. And we want you to know that we don't like this. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. It makes it much harder to shift blame when we know there's a guy at the head of the pecking order who's pretty much making all the decisions and signing off on everything. Like, yeah, you could say, oh, Howie's a moron. He doesn't know how to draft, but who's okay in every single pick he makes? It's the guy on well, top of him. Yeah. He's also the one that hired him and exactly. keeps him hired. See, and part of me is like, okay, and kind of likes the fact that Lurie's involved in having these like, Tuesday tribunals, as it's called, <laughs> with Doug, right? Doug should have to account for his decisions to somebody, right? Even if he just has to explain it and go through it all, and Lori's just like, okay, okay, yeah, fine. I like that he's making him you know, sit down and do that. I like that he wanted to get rid of Mike Rowe and Carson Walsh. I, that was unanimous. Everybody yeah, wanted yeah, them yeah. gone, except for Doug, apparently. I don't like that there seemed to be such a disconnect on a regular basis between those two people but i don't know i i think i'm kind of a lurry apologist on this one <laughs> well my gripe is i mean it's it's come out before but to see it twice you, you have to talk about it like the mm-hmm. whole thing of winning that game against the packers the year before when when they had an yeah, interception from again. like a practice squad cornerback mm-hmm. to save the game i mean that game was ridiculous and for them to win that i mean part of it was Devontae adams got hurt at the half yeah. but but for them to hold on and win that game was incredible. I mean, they had no business winning that game whatsoever. And for Lori, after the fact, to be like, dude, what are you doing? Why didn't you pass enough? That's crazy to me. I mean, that's like, what are you doing? Are there any football people left in the Eagles? Or is Howie it? <laughs> Howie's the football Or is he the closest one? Like, <laughs> Well, you got all these scouts, and that's the thing. Is like, there's this, for, for what? Well, for example, you had Andrew Berry, right? So mm-hmm. he was he was supposed to be the guy that was going to be like the next Joe Douglas, essentially. And he gets picked up by Cleveland. Look at Cleveland. Like Cleveland's got a really good, talented young team. They draft pretty well, you know. Like they got a lot of things going on over there. You go, man. I wish we still had that guy. So I don't know who the people are underneath that. It's Andy Weidel now is one of them, but. They have scouts in the building. It just seems like they don't listen to them, and that seems to be the problem. Yeah, I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Like, if I had a job, like my boss and like people I work with, they listen to me, which is wild. Like my owner, <laughs> the owner of my company, said something to me one day, and I, I had to tell him like this, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Like I'm like, I mean, I guess I'm experienced, and I don't know. But if you're a scout, like you can't mess up because it's not your fault. For the Eagles. <laughs> like, I told you to take Justin Jefferson. All right, well, you know, just go in your office and we'll give you a raise. All right, cool. Like, there's no pressure there. If you're not the one, who cares? Yeah. No, it is weird, man, for Lori to be like, we're just taking J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Like, where does Howie stand on that? Where did the scouting department stand on that? How strong was he on J.J. Ortega Whiteside? Because I looked at him and I, I was excited about him as a second-round pick. I don't know how you guys felt, but. 
for Lori to step in and be like, this has to be the guy, and he whiffs like that, it was like, holy shit, this is bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a whiff. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Season. I, no, that's all. I, I don't know. Anything. Yeah. I'm just bullshit. Like, he's hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought, I thought the Rob had some amazing hot take over here. Breakouts. Like, come on with it. Dude, if people can say, who I'm was it? man, I'm cool. Who was it? Um, Some of the guys from WIP always say it every year for one of the pitchers. Pavetta? Oh, uh, yeah, Prince, yeah. Prince always rides in the Pavetta train, which is great. Yeah, it's so, so if he funny. can do that every year, I can he do JJ straight, Ortega White Side every year. He rides straight to Boston, too. Yeah. He's still on that train. <laughs> yeah, he's going to die on that train, man, which is great. Good so for I'm, him. I'm on the JJ Ortega White Side train. I'd put him at tight end. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Honestly, I'd, be, I'd say screw it, and I'd put him at tight end. I'd just put 20 pounds on him or something and be like, let's see what happens. I'd put him in the cafeteria. I want him nowhere near the sidelines of my team. You know what? Honestly, J.J. Arthago White say could easily be Richard Rodgers. See? You, on, I couldn't tell the difference. If he gets a goatee, the dude's Richard Rodgers. They're the same person. Might as well be. I would just hire his mom to hold an umbrella the whole time. Because that's funnier and better than anything he's ever done on the field. <laughs> remember when he got it? Remember when we got the tattoos? And it was like, ooh, full sleeve Arthega. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. Tough guy. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Brutal, man. Tattoos don't make you tough. It, of course not. I have half a sleeve. Trust me, dude. I'm the softest dude in the room. <laughs> Is the worst part of the article where Brian Dawkins had to give an impassioned speech to the draft room God. about teamwork and stopping the infighting? Oh, if that's if that's what it takes, you got some serious issues within your front office. It didn't right? work. Like, how terrible is that room that you get B-Dog that fired up? Unless is he just like always like riding at a ten and just ready to spike? Oh, I think he's easily oh, at that yeah. level. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you gotta realize how bad it was for him. Like his lifelong dream to like really be like in some type of front office position. He was mm-hmm. giving his opinion on things, and then for him to just up and go, you know what? I got a calling. I need to get the hell yeah. out of here. <laughs> you knew it was bad. It was like, why in any world would he choose on his own to step away from that situation where he could have had maybe a future as an executive or something like that? He took one season of that. <laughs> hey, they won the Super Bowl, but he saw enough to go, you know what? I want no parts of this shit. You know what Doc should do? Doc should do what Randall Cunningham has done and become like a pastor or a preacher. Yeah. You wouldn't go to the church of Doc? Oh, yeah. For that no. Sunday service? He, My no, God. He comes out with the... <laughs> he kind of does that, doesn't Doesn't he do motivational speaking yeah, or something? Yeah. 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 I need him to come Close out enough. on the pulpit with the robe on, yeah. with that <laughs> weapon X, jumping yeah. and shit with his arms <laughs> under his leg, all of that. I don't, I'm right there for that service. I, I don't think he could do the speaking in tongues thing anymore, but... <laughs> That'd be awesome. If he did that, he could legitimately be one of those priests that like has a private jet in a really? mega church. Mm-hmm. Like he could totally be one of those guys. Yeah, because he, half the people in the world would be running through walls for uh, Jesus. Like yeah. the guy would get you so fired up on Sunday morning. I don't even go to church. I might just go to it just so like I'd get so fired up that I'd probably get stuff accomplished later. Oh yeah, he was a motivational thing. Hell yeah. yeah, man! He'd be like, "You go out there and you baptize," and he'd be like, "Oh <laughs> yeah, man! Like let's go." I'm down. <laughs> when you see these sinners coming over the middle, baptize them. <laughs> you're standing there waiting for your chance to go into the pool and you just get speared by Doc. <laughs> awesome. Uh, like, let's go, Doc, on it. 
You know who else? You know who else does motivational speaking or used to at least? Uh, damn, I just forgot his name. Um, and wide receiver Jason Vaughn. Oh, he, he was yeah, yeah, for a while too. I yeah. like that. I like yeah. that. hands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Got it. Could catch anything that was at his shoelace, but stuff that hit him when the numbers was impossible for him to keep. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I love the Vaughn, man. I hate him. I love the you Rose. hated a Vaughn? I all the nah, crazy he's a nice catches, guy, but, but he's like, a cheater. But you needed him to catch one in his hands. Cheater. And his numbers, he wouldn't catch the ball. I'm cheater. Like, what happened to the fingertips and all that shit he used to do? Like, cheater. The great right. difficulty yeah. would can, kill can we acknowledge this? What is this cheater stuff about a Vaughn? You can't be throwing that around. What, what happened? Yeah, those are damning words. What, at right, the, so at the blackjack table? Like what? No. It was at LA Fitness in Turnersville. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. We were playing three on three, and Avant's out there. He's still in shape and stuff, but we were hanging with him. Like, and he's he's tough, trust me. Like he's he's strong. Like he plays well, he finishes strong. Well, it was pulling up, and I went up for a layup, and it was coming down, and he blocked it. I was like, yeah, that's goaltending. And, like, oh, 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 oh. and then he went off and scored. And everyone was like, nah, they didn't, no, no, no. I'm like, the dude got it, like, above the rim. Like, that was cool. And then the game sent it, and he won. Dude, it's Jason There was no goaltending. Who the fuck Jason Avant, you gotta let it go. Look, no, I don't gotta let it go. The man was retired. The man was calls. retired and jumped above the rim. Just give it to him. No, yeah. I, I, those no calls, I'm like, actually with man off on this. If he saying. actually goaltended, I want that win over Jason Avant. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you kidding me? Now, some of the people on the court might contest that he goaltended, but trust me, I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! It was a bucket. Let's just say that. <laughs> Okay, because otherwise, I was like, wait, he didn't get pinched for PEDs or anything like that. Like, he was clean. Dude, if you ever see him in person, I would would test him because he's like 40-something and still like a complete rock. (laughs) Some guys do that. It's weird, dude. He's athletic. He's still athletic as hell, strong as hell. I mean, this is pre-pandemic. Taking care of your body becomes Mm -hmm. a a life of its own. It's not just. It's how I look like this. It's a lifestyle, you know. Wake up. Five in the morning, whatever it is, and I'm in the gym for four hours every day. You know, that's just somehow these athletes do it. Not me personally. Yeah, I would never. <laughs> I mean, how it's been? How many years? Ike still looks great. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Like Ike will at, at times. We had a point where, at least in the old studio, not in the new one, but we had a weight in there that was like a forty pound something like that, like mm-hmm. a small weight for. Well, it was it was a fucking massive weight, but for curling, that was the whole idea. And he would just sit there during breaks, and he would just rip them. He would just go. I mean, just nonstop. And then I'd walk in. I was like SpongeBob bench pressing the teddy bears. You know what I mean? It was just like, ah! Like, it was just, but he, he would just go. He would just constantly. Like, he was bored, and that's what he would do in his free time. He'd ride scooters around the hallway. Like, he just had so much energy, always in great shape. It was crazy. He was trying to get that NBCSN, or the NBC Philly afternoon slot. He was ready for it. That's all this season. <laughs> I know, but he wanted it. He was training. That's what I'm saying. There's no Can't reason cross. to leave WIP, okay? WIP is an institution. Let's not let's not talk <laughs> bad on WIP here, all right? But yeah, no, Can't it, help it was, but think you had a vested interest. No, <laughs> no, I've no, I've never done a show on WIP in my life. Uh, although to some people that is true. Like I, it was funny, man. I used to get, I used to fill in once in a while on WIP, where like I, I'd been hosting for like two, three years. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is a big moment for me. Like, I'm hosting on a Saturday afternoon from 2 to 6. You know, I'm, like, thrilled. 
and I'd get on. All these people are like, you sound great. I never heard you before. It's like, yeah. I've been hosting for three years. You know, it's like, people have no idea who I am. Yeah, 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 you're great. Listen to you all the time. Yeah, like if I was a national guy and people had no idea who I was, I kind of get that. There's a billion different things you watch. But like the obsession on WIP and be able to be like, yeah, I've never heard of you before. I was like, damn, man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> people calling up okay first time last time yeah <laughs> no that's really what it was like you know and it's crazy but i do wish i was doing shows like this is the kind of thing when you see this kind of eagle story this is when i wish i was doing shows regularly because this kind of stuff when you talk about the way the team is run big picture like all this Lori roseman stuff is always interesting to me you know sometimes stuff gets talked about to oblivion but like this is the kind of stuff that's worth that kind of conversation where you really dig in and figure out like, it's like a car wreck you can't look away yeah <laughs> I can I mean, I've completely checked out of the Eagles I don't know if you guys to- noticed that well it, it, is that yeah. because the Sixers are good yes yeah. okay yeah. Yeah, we can talk and because the Carson and Carson Wentz and the convo around Carson Wentz in social media and on the radio went entirely too far and too much that I was just like, I ain't doing this. Done. Well, he caused Chernobyl for what it's worth. Uh, right? Wentz, like, yeah, Wentz did that. He personally walked in and melted the place down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All his fault. He took away, he came up with the formula for new Coke. <laughs> <laughs> that was Wentz. And he took away the McRib. Oh my, that son of that a bitch. Yeah. He's the red bastard of the week. <laughs> I'm excited Forget to learn who we had. Yeah. <laughs> it's him now. I know you sent it. I'm excited to see. I, I missed it. I'm excited to see who the rap bastard of the week is. We will get to that. Carson yeah. Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, Wait, no. Dubs asked for nominees. I mean, I, we could probably come up with a couple. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just had a nominee. My nominee was every single Nimrod on Twitter. Who believes that Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer? Oh. Would you stop that bullshit, please? Yes. yes. I don't want to see it. I don't want to read it. Stop it. It's asinine. He is like the. You look at his regular season statistics. He is so god awful. <laughs> it's not even funny. He's 76th all time in catches. He is 156th all times in yards. He is 255th. In touchdowns. Please stop this. Aren't you the guy that thinks Eli should be in the... Yes. You know why? Because only five, four other people on planet Earth have two Super Bowl MVPs. That means something. He's a 500 regular season record. I'm not going to do this. That doesn't mean anything. No, no, no. He's also I'm, top 10 yeah. in every statistical no, like category. I'm not, I'm not, no, no, I'm not going to do this. We're saving this. <laughs> We're saving this with Bartard. He, Bartard. He's going to get this these is, Eli. This is a Bartard thing. This is... <laughs> he's going to get this Eli smoke. <laughs> we all know that. There is something so you. confusing right now about Dubs yelling about Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, like, how right? is yes. Eagles about fan. Eli Manning? <laughs> I, I don't tolerate the Eli hate. You can't spell elite without E-L-I. We all know this. <laughs> Eli's a bum, but he was our bum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no, but Edelman, like, people make Gaga over, oh, he's this and this in the playoff rankings. And, like, he also played 21 playoff games. He's played twice as many playoff games as most people on that list. There are also three other Patriots on that hold list. Him. You can't hold that against him. He's a yeah, bl- but he, it's compiling he, numbers. It's not he's good. His per-game averages in those playoff games are terrible. Anybody would have had his numbers, is my point, had uh, they played JJ that Ortega many games. Wayside, wouldn't it? Well, that's yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Point taken. Exactly. Anybody worth their salt would have had, you know. 
would have had those numbers. Literally three people on the Patriots are in the top five in playoff yardage, receptions, and all touchdowns. All the time. Also, all why? Because also pop for PEDs. Exactly. Who? Yeah. And he's yeah. I thought he popped for Molly. Oh no, he probably for PEDs. Yeah, are you sure? Steroid. Yeah, he definitely got in trouble for taking Molly. Yeah, that too. At at the Kentucky Derby, right? No, I'm not making that up. Right? That was him. Oh, it was either him or Chris Hogan or I thought Wes Welker. There was a story with Wes Welker. Yeah, because I think I think it was Wes Welker player. Yeah, well, and that's part of it. Wes Welker's in the top five. Were we really doing this in playoff catches? Hall of Fame. Danny Amendola is better looking than all of them. Same player. There, I said it. You just named four the exact same players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All Hall of Famers. That's part of it. People, I mean, Kev, Kevin Curtis, <laughs> Kevin, same guy. Wow. Wildly, wildly less effective. Oh, they essentially man. just drafted the Duke lacrosse team to play wide receiver for him. Cole Beasley, same guy. That's the same guy. Hey, no, Cole. Cole <laughs> might be the best rapper in the NFL right now. Ooh, he might be. Can we get Bars. a Cole Beasley, Damian Lillard <laughs> rap off? Yeah. We got to make that didn't battle he, happen. Didn't he go after like uh, Eskinwap too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have beef? yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. That was a that was a pretty heavy back and forth on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Those guys don't like each other. It's not surprising. <laughs> How, Howard gets yeah, under a lot dude. of people's skin. He loves doing that. Wait, who likes Howard? Like really? Howard's great. Like off the air. I mean, Howard's hilarious. He he just walks around and goes, "Hey, how you doing, genius?" And like he oh, gives yeah, you this yeah, big like, smile. Exactly. No. Like I, I bumped into him in, in person, like Sixers game, like sitting courtside or whatever, and you see Howard and Fern and all that. And I'm like, "Hey, Howard," and he'll wave and everything. Hey, what's up? Yeah, no, he's yeah. he's a very well, friendly dude, guy. Like, but when he gets behind the mic, man, he gets crazy. Well, yeah, if he's if he's going at if he doesn't like something, he doesn't like something. That's just how he is. He's a bull in the china shop with that kind of stuff. But you see him just out and about. He's just like, hey, how you doing? You know, like he's just having a good time. Oh man! But to shift gears and to talk about something Rob actually cares about, okay, uh, the Sixers are doing really well. We're looking at the back end of the schedule, what they got planned, who they're going to play, whether or not they can keep pace with the Nets. Uh, I asked Rob. First and foremost, do you have any concerns moving forward? Also, what is this team ceiling as currently comprised? We went through the trade deadline. They got who they got at Broden and George Hill. One what new is sixer. their ceiling? The, the One NBA champions? new sixer. One new sixer. NBA champions. It's, NBA it's NBA champions. From the Anything yeah. other than that is a failure, you're telling me? No, 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 no. That's their ceiling. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's four guys in here that aren't going to hit their ceilings. I don't think you guys are failures, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So, so and I'm just saying. And by like, the four guys in here, I mean like you guys, Taylor and Matt. Not me. I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there you go. No, I'm just but, saying uh, because you know you, you got some people like yeah, I'm not right, even, I can accept them making the Eastern Conference Finals, and if they don't win, I'm fine. So, or I can accept them making the finals, and they don't win, I'm fine. But it's like this is a team that legitimately could win a title. I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I think they can win a title. I think they can also get knocked out in the second round. I mean. Your top three teams are really good. I won't read that again. What, what's the difference though? <laughs> like pro- progress to me isn't linear. So like, if you go if you go to the second round with the Bucks, right? Giannis playing at MVP level, you go seven games and lose. Is that better? Is that worse than going to the Eastern Conference Final and losing in five to the Nets? Yes. Yes. Why? Because yeah. we're better than the Bucks. But it doesn't matter. Even if right? Giannis is playing out of his mind, every, we're still better than the Bucks. But you're, you're not like they you're not a They proved that there was no need to. There's no either, There was no need to shift from Brett Brown. Doc made no difference. You need to get past still a loser. where you were yeah. during this whole. You're still process, a loser. You know. 
the coin to prove. You're still a loser. And that's that's the one thing that I've always had like this beef with like Sixers fans. Like, oh, we need to get to the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Why? You're still third place, maybe fourth. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. The Golden State Warriors got lost in the first round and then went on to win two straight championships. Progress isn't linear. Hey, and I get what you're saying. Now, if they go to the second round and lay an egg, that's different. It's all it, to me. It's all about what they do. Well, maybe even if progress isn't or how they do it. Progress may not be linear, but it, for the core of the team, don't they have to sort of reach new heights at some point? At some point, yeah. But like, if they lose in the second round, you know, to a, a, like a hard fought series in the second round, I'm not going to sit here and say they can't win a championship next year. You're not because breaking they can. it all up. I mean, get no. rid of everybody. But why wouldn't Just we? Why they, wouldn't we believe that? Okay, we had the the bad second round loss, right? We had the heartbreak with the Kawhi bounce. Yeah, and and right, and in all, and nobody wanted but to break now, that team up. But now, if we were to get back there, and all things said, we think this team is rolling, and then we can't do it, and it's not some act of God again. I mean, there's going to be doubts. The, there's that, always going to be doubts. I know, that, but that's going to be a little bit bigger. But it's not in me, though. Like, look who was in the oh. championship last year. The Heat. They're like the seventh seed right now. They're fifth seed. Like, it, it it doesn't really matter. Like, if you lose, you're still a loser in, in sports. Yeah. Not in I, mean, I mean, I like that attitude. <laughs> yeah. And I try to tell people that when they get into their, their different debates about, you know, what makes somebody great. You got a lot of people out here that are like, I'd rather not make it at all to the championship than get to the championship and lose. Which, to me, is fucking asinine. It's like, what's the point? Like, you play to get as far as you possibly can. Don't tell me, oh, I'd rather be perfect when I get there than to lose. And we all know who I'm talking about. Insert Herm, insert the Herm Edwards drop right <laughs> you here. You pay to win the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't I don't get the whole thing, like like you said, where like it's an ultimate failure. Like, if you don't make it, but I know that's how certain people think. If you think about it, like, if, if Joel goes out there, and dominates right, and but he's passing well. Last year he didn't pass well in the Celtics series. He's showing progress. He's showing the ability to play in the playoffs. Ben goes out there, and instead of going for twelve points a game like his playoff average or whatever, he's going for sixteen. His turnovers are down. You're seeing these building blocks, and you're seeing them compete with these top teams. Like to me, I don't care where they lose if they lose. I want to see them as a team continue to get better. I'm not going to go off of 2018. Jimmy's not here. He left. Everybody wanted that team back. Well, most people wanted that team back, right? Mm -hmm. Even though they lost in the second round. So, like, all I want to see personally is the team progress. And it doesn't necessarily mean reaching a higher step. It just means the ability to get better. And, in fact, I actually think they're going to be better next year than they will this year. Just because they're going to be with each other, like the the core four locked in, so they're going to continue to grow, you know. And if they bring Danny back, that's you have this continuity finally. Well, this is a place where people want to play now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's the thing for me. Like, I, I get what you're saying, man. Off because I look at the Sixers and the progress that they made. I mean, they had everything wrong. Like last year, Embiid was going through an identity crisis. Simmons was more or less the same guy he had been. You had problems with the fit on the court. Now they've got chemistry like crazy. Tobias Harris is playing the best basketball he's played since he was a Clipper. Embiid's figured everything out. Simmons looks better as a player. He, I mean, he mm-hmm. comes and goes. Yeah. He comes and goes. And it's going to take a while, I think, because the same thing. It's not exactly linear with a player either. Mm-hmm. You have you have moments. So 
For Simmons, he's starting to figure it out. So you look at all of these things together. I mean, even Simmons and Embiid getting their haircuts together and like Embiid pushing Simmons a little bit more. Like he's he's built into that leadership role now. Like he knows mm-hmm. he's the top guy over Simmons. He's got to work him more. And the whole thing is falling into place for me. So I look at what the general structure of a championship team looks like, and they've got that. Like that's that's the thing. I really do believe in this team. And it is just a question of how much better. I mean, are they, I think they are good enough right now to do it. I do. And 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 how much do you need to change, or if they keep it the same, are they just as competitive as everybody else next year? What's the landscape? But the, the general quality and vibe of the team, I'm thrilled with it. I mean, yeah. I think it's incredible what they've done. I also don't think they'll lose in the second round. Um, well, I was kind of hoping they would get the one seed, so you yeah. play the Hawks or something. <laughs> I really thought they were going to get some help today. They didn't. Uh, the Nets beat the uh, Timberwolves by 30. Um, A-Rod's T-Wolves. That's <laughs> right. But How they, the hell does that even happen? What? Yeah. A-Rod by, by the Timberwolves? Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling I mean, he has a lot of money. Yeah, I know, but just like of all teams. <laughs> it's well, they, weird. They, they, he almost bought the Mets and he's like, nah. You know what? T-Wolves. Yeah, yeah exactly. The T-Wolves have been rumored to be for sale for a long time. Yeah. So they, yeah. They, they, that owner. Is that just but, what you do when you have an obscene amount of money? Oh, yeah. Yes. LeBron, look at LeBron. LeBron just bought, or he he bought a. Did he, he buy a baseball Sox. team? Red Sox. Red Sox. He bought part of the Red Sox. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Why? Well, uh, it's it's the money of sports, man. I mean, because here's the other thing too. Like, I know a guy who is deep in the sports tech scene. Like, mm-hmm. he gets startups that are built for different stadiums and teams and player training and all this stuff. And what those things do and the data they track and the sponsorship opportunities, like. It is not peaked at all. It might be that the mm-hmm. viewership audiences and whatever, like the big mass appeal of being on cable and all, like who knows where that goes as everything goes in all the diff- different streaming platforms, but the money is going to continue to come in sports. And so the investment is just ridiculous. The thing with A-Rod is like, is he going to be as active as an owner as he wanted to be with the Mets if he was going to get that team? Is he still going to be that hands-on with the T-Wolves, because then it's like, all right, dude, you're probably out of your depth here. Yeah. You know, like, so it, it does he rein himself in is what I'm curious to see. How active is he? But it is weird, but it, it's it's money, man. The money's really I good. hope he's super active. I hope he's out there <laughs> in Minnesota giving speeches to the team. I understand winning, right, in that way that he talks, like that slightly lispy little thing he does. It's like Jennifer Lopez, the Yankees. I've done it all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I am a winner. I started with the Florida Marlins, people. I got out of there. <laughs> That's a success story. Yeah, I hope he just moves the team to Seattle. That's I'm, the I'm not a big fan of yeah. Minnesota. I just, the state seems stupid to me. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like the T Wolves though. Why? I, that I don't know. I may I might just be nostalgic about like the Kevin Garnett days. And they had what? Latrell Sprewell was on those teams, right? Sprewell, Wally Zerbiak. Wally 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 Yeah, I mean, without Wally, I mean, that was a huge influence on me growing up. (laughs) Any white basketball player I was into. (laughs) I had a Matt Geiger face. Yes. (laughs) Someone called me Todd McCullough one time playing basketball. I was like, what? Are you from? I was like, what? I was like, first of all, like, I don't. Big Todd. Like, 
I'm not oh, redheaded. You smacked him, yo. Oh. Right? Like, I don't play like Todd McCullough. I, like, I was just taller than I him and white. Ended like, in a fight. That's what? all I'm saying. <laughs> what? I said, I hope that whole discussion ended in a fight. Whoever called you Todd McCullough, they nah. should have got one across. It was, a little, it was a little kid. Not like a little, little kid, but like, he was like a little guard. Yeah. And we were both kids at the time. How's your mm-hmm. pinball game? Mine? Yeah. Not very well. Oh, because Tom McCullough, pinball wizard, dude. Was he? Yeah. Oh, Tom, I remember they did a special on a couple years after he was done. And he put on a lot of weight, and he was just playing pinball. Like, he was a world-class pinball player. It was like, this is crazy. Seeing a guy <laughs> that big next to a pinball machine, like, going nuts was a sight. <laughs> but anyway. It's like, could you concentrate this hard at the free throw line? My God. <laughs> I have funny. I was so mad, yo. <laughs> I have I have a basketball question that I was thinking about the other day. Are Ben and Joel already top fifteen, maybe top ten Sixers of all time? Joel is, yeah. yeah. Joel one hundred percent, right? Yeah. Has to be, has to be. But Ben's close, nah. Maybe, no, no. I mean, we can top ten, no. Probably not top ten, but Ben might be top fifteen. You have you have Wilt, um, Moses, uh, um, Doctor J, yep. um, AI Iverson, A- Iverson, Barkley, um, uh, uh, Tony Tony uh, Andrew, Andrew Tony. Tony Andrew Tony's better than yeah. him. And you have Joel Billy Cunningham. Mm. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Mo Cheeks, yeah. Mo, see, Mo Cheeks came to mind. Mo, yeah. Uh, there, there's there's more to, from like way back in the day too. Simmons, um, talent. we gotta give Jerry Stackhouse an honorary mention. <laughs> Jerry, yeah. Larry, I, I was a big fan yeah. of Stackhouse, but <laughs> yeah, Simmons is gonna need time to do it. I mean, that's like yeah. his talent is so incredibly ridiculous and unique, and the defensive stuff is obviously there. It's just gonna be the longevity of his career to earn it at that he'll, point to be top ten. Because I lot think of he'll get there. Though. Oh yeah, he's he's got every opportunity to do yeah. it, especially when you pair him when you pair him with uh, Joel. If this team actually wins. It's not going to matter, really. In, in a couple of years, he's going to be revered as one of the best Philly players ever. It'll be like the 08 Phillies, where yeah. like everybody from that team is just a god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's that's where it's going to go. Yeah, that's I mean, Greg Dobbs. I'll buy him a beer anytime. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Joff Jenkins. <laughs> Joff Jenkins. This guy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, the 08 Phillies? You know what really makes me mad? Is how much Chooch is disrespected. No one ever yeah. talks about him. Yeah. Ever. Oh. Ever. Love Chooch. Huh. Like, big Chooch guy over here. Was, that, was like, that because he popped for Adderall like two years later? Who cares? I don't you think, think anybody cared about that, no, honestly. No one cared. <laughs> no, like, but like, when you hear, like, I used to hear like Roy Holiday talk about when Chooch ca- caught for him, and you hear other mm-hmm. Brad Lidge talk about it and stuff. And I don't think people realize, like, how important he was to that team. I think catchers in general are underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, completely. They're calling the game pretty much. Also, I always wondered about like the relationships that they had, right? Like, did they speak Spanish? Did Chooch know English a lot better than we thought? It's like the only time I remember Chooch ever being in front of a camera yeah, is when like his two cousins went missing and Juan Samuel was translating for him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember Other than that, I can't I couldn't tell you a word I've ever heard out of that guy. I would figure he knew at the very least. I, I think a lot of these guys, when you have a language barrier, 
you have to at least know the language of that sport. Right. You know, so if you're going to be talking fastball, slider, change up, mm-hmm. second strike, third strike, whatever, like you're going to pick up all of that. And it's just a question of can you go to a restaurant and have a conversation in English? Like mm-hmm. who the hell knows? You know, but yeah, you have to have that. There, there's right. always ways to communicate. Like when I was in Korea, like you couldn't talk to them, but you, you guys could you could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to make your point close, you can figure it out. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chute's not the rap bastard of the week. No, definitely <laughs> not. Not at all. Not at all. But before we get Put to that. Put that in your notes. <laughs> before we get to that, we have to go on our roller coaster. We were down with the Eagles. We went up with the Sixers. We got to go back down and talk about the simply atrocious Philadelphia Flyers, Matt Meritay. I mean, number one, I think this season is over. This is a wrap. I'm... You, we cannot. We don't have to continue to watch. But I need to know: Is this something that can be fixed in one off season, or was what we saw last year a complete fluke? Mathematically, the season is not over, which is the scary part. They don't ha- give people hope. We Listen, don't want false hope look, here. Look, they're four points out of a playoff spot with fifteen games to go. It's, oh, clearly, you know, it's not unheard of. In fact, frighteningly so, <laughs> because this is one of those situations where if they go on a run here, it may erase all those bad feelings that we've had. But it's the team is fundamentally flawed, and there's almost nothing you can do about it until after the expansion draft, because you don't know, you know, who the Seattle Kraken are going to pluck from the roster and give us that oh sweet sweet cap relief, if that even happens, right? So it's. Uh, Chuck Fletcher is very much, I mean, his hands are tied. He did what he could at the trade deadline with yeah. moving on from Raffle. You know, nice guy, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and Gustafson, who was pretty much a signing mistake. And, you know, they, they signed Lawton for five years to a cheap deal. He could be your third-line center. There's no issues there. He could be a winger, whatever. There's just not a whole lot to do with this team. You have to see if some of the prospects work out. Uh, and see if Hextall's long game actually comes to fruition. And from there, it's trying to create cap room and retooling the defense. Can I ask you something? Because I haven't seen really any Flyers hockey at all this year. Mm -hmm. I just haven't had a chance. But how does a team that looks so good last year and has all these young guys, and it is the coach and the system and all this stuff, how are they fundamentally broken? Like That's the thing that I don't get, is how does it change so radically from one year to the next when it's basically all the same? Well, they're, uh, they had a linchpin pair on defense with Provorov and Niskanen. And you take Matt Niskanen away because he retires and decides, like, listen, I'm going to go ice fishing. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right? Why would I get COVID tested when I can just live in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. So those Midwestern guys? Yeah, exactly. But once you removed him, that took the balance out of the defense. And with that entire unit unbalanced, that makes the goaltending that much worse because then you needed to have the goalie make every save, and it wasn't. It didn't happen. Like Carter Hart broke up with his sports psychologist of like 10 years in the offseason. So he was going through that, and you know he's a 22-year-old kid from, you know, God knows, from like Manitoba playing in Philadelphia. Yeah. So he's in the middle of a huge breakdown. Uh, you know, your backup goalie is 37 years old. He can barely get out of bed in the morning, <laughs> let alone do the splits. And 
I mean, the offense just isn't all that good. They were relying on Nolan Patrick to be healthy, uh, Oscar Lindblom to return to form. That was the key to their depth, and it didn't happen. So, yeah, everything that kind of happened last year, and they thought, oh, well, it's okay. It'll come back. You know, we got stopped. It never came back from pause, unfortunately. Crazy. So, I mean, is the the talent... Bad then, or is it just they yeah, need to re like they need to align these guys a little bit better? And if they can just find the new Niskanen, they're all right. You know yeah. what I mean? Or does somebody evolve into the new Niskanen? Whatever it is, like I just, I honestly, I, I just don't get it. Well, part of it is I, there was an over evaluation of their talent. A guy like Travis Sanheim, who was a first round pick, who was supposed to pay off, be you know your uh, a top three defenseman, play on the power play, penalty kill, that type of. Thing. That's proven that he can't do that. He actually can't do any of it. They don't even have him on the power play, <laughs> and he's on the worst penalty kill in the NHL. So, you know, go figure. He's not doing anything for you, really. Exactly. That's a big uh, zero. Yeah. Phil Myers uh, was an undrafted guy, and people were talking about him jumping onto the first pair. Obviously, that didn't happen, right? Just because a guy is 6'5 doesn't mean, oh, he's going to be great, right? And then you obviously, Goss's bear has issues, his issues. Right, he runs afoul of every coaching staff. Ultimately, gets benched, gets put through waivers, which every team had a chance to claim him, and none of them did. Which is part of the contract because he's making four and a half million dollars, but he can't really play more than thirteen minutes a night without hurting you. So, uh, Justin Braun's old, kind of looks like a pirate. He's doing what he can, but (laughs) he's very limited. Yeah. Robert Haig is the same thing, but Swedish. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Provorov is a Russian machine that never breaks, but, I mean, he, he's only as good as who he's playing with because you can only do, you know, half the work as a defenseman. So, it's crazy. Yeah, that unit yeah, being weak just makes everything that much harder. It's so disappointing, man, because yeah. the tough thing is, like, the way things have bounced for me, you know, and, and let's be honest, like, you, you don't hear the Flyers much on Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. You just don't, because part of it is the fan base and the time you put attention into. So, like, based on that, with, with the other stuff I'm doing, I hardly have time to watch the Flyers, but when they're really good, then I have to watch it, mm-hmm. which is great, because honestly, mm. hockey's one of my favorite sports. Like, I really do love hockey. Yeah, I, there's it just, nothing better than the hockey, especially playoff hockey when your team's good. That yeah. is the most exciting thing you can watch. Yeah, I mean, the flow of it is great. The physicality, just the momentum of everything is so much fun. It's so amazing. I mean, you really take for granted how talented these guys are to do all this shit on skates. Like, yeah. that's it's ridiculous what they do. And, and when you can see all that and have that energy of the city, that it's so rare that you see it, but when it when it like pops up it's just a really special thing and i was so ready for that yeah and for that to just disappear and not even like oh they didn't take a step forward but just fall off the cliff it's mm-hmm. like oh my god man it just it sucks i i just wish i could put more time into them. yeah and i mean it's just it's an incredible cycle because you think about how a, a decade ago right they're in the stanley cup finals in 2010 and the city had it right they had that orange crush that orange fever mm-hmm. right I mean, you just had your head underneath the soda thing and you pressed mash, right? But a lot of those guys are still here, right? You still have the Couturiers, the Giroux, right? Vorcha came a few years after that. And then just that was it. They never made any significant strides to put you know, other superstars or, or quality guys around them. It was a long-term plan that 
had no payoff. And now we're paying for it, you know, four or five coaches later, two general managers later. Actually, maybe even three. It was Holmgren back then. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from that. It's a rudderless <laughs> ship without strong ownership, which they had in Ed Schneider, and now it's Comcast. Yeah. Exactly. Comcast. Comcast. Yeah. Now they're run by the Spectacor. <laughs> Spectacor. Sounds like the evil empires. Yes. Have you seen my my TV bill? The mask of the sky. <laughs> like, who's that owner? Darth Sidious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But <laughs> I think they raised my bill just because they gave me Peacock. Like, I don't want Peacock. I had to get Peacock to watch Mania. I was pissed off. I, like, Wait, I had to get, like, the premium service. Wait, do we Peacock. have Peacock? Do you I just it have was it? It's free. It's an app. No, it's free to have Peacock, but then you have to have the premium for certain things. Uh, All my bills. Uh, because they bought WWE Network, you have to have the premium in order to watch the pay-per-views. Gotcha, on gotcha. All my bills keep going up. Is all the stuff on there still? Yeah. Like all the Attitude Era stuff? Yeah. They've cut out something. Like, like they got rid of Roddy Piper with the half blackface. That, that had to go. Oh, okay. But all the stuff is still there. <laughs> all the other stuff is what, still there. May West, Birth in a Hand is <laughs> yeah, still there? Yeah, that's there. Did they like just Jesus. completely get rid of it, or did they just like cut out his half his face? <laughs> no, I think they cut that match entirely out of the WrestleMania. I think it was six or something like that. That's a hell of a job, man. Going yeah. through old wrestling tapes and figuring out what's PC and what's not. I can't do that. No. Let's see. Uh, they blew up Mr. McMahon's limo. He might be dead. Uh oh. They had. Yeah. I saw a video. Like, what are we doing? Like, we they should just go by their own rules. Like, there was one video where like the girls on her knees and Vince McMahon's like, ah, he's like unbuttoning his belt oh, yeah, and all yeah, like, yeah. Vince McMahon and it's my like, ass like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like what, what's going on here? Like, your boss, that's your boss insinuating to this young lady that like, oh, they were like, the, out the, of pocket. You, yeah. you guys are just not politically correct. You might as well just not be it. Like, just just roll with it. <laughs> Remember, didn't they throw Stone Cold Steve Austin off a bridge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, like, threw him into, like, the L.A. River once. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's it. He's not coming back. That's awesome, they, man. They, had, they, they, hit, they put the rock in an ambulance and hit him with a semi-truck. <laughs> like, that's insane. But, yeah, that, that's crazy. But from one crazy scenario where things seems are not working to something that actually has us pretty happy in the city of brotherly love is the Phillies. It started off pretty well. They're in first place at the time of this recording. But uh, they also had a, a nice controversial win the other day with a very big, let's just face it, we're from Philly. We like Philly sports. That was a blown call. He was out. He was out. And we all know he was out. He was totally out. There's no doubt. He was totally out. I asked you guys, is the whole thing with replay and them saying replay doesn't work? It did like it, it doesn't do anything if you're not gonna overturn these bad calls. Is it a big deal? No big deal. You like the human error part of baseball, which has always been a thing. And also, is it too early to call the Phillies legit? Like can we hitch our hitch our wagon to this thing and go, hey, this team is all right. How many games to play? Under fifty? No, no. How many games they played so far? They play 162. They were the last I checked. They were like six and one, but yeah, right that now was they're like days seven ago. and three. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm not calling anybody legit ten games into a baseball season. <laughs> yeah, it's early, but top end of the rotation is good. Offensive lineup. I mean, they've got. I mean, the talent is ridiculous. How great is Alec Bohm though? I mean, as much yeah. as I think as he's he's touch home ball. Day. That kid's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get a guy, finally, to get a guy like that in the draft, 
Because for the amount of time where it's been like, oh, maybe this is the guy. Oh, here comes Scott Kingery. Oh, here comes Darren Ruff. You know, like exactly. all those. The guy hey, back d- down hey to Darren, the Darren Ruff hit a jack the other day out in San Fran. Adam Hazley's a first round pick for them, isn't he? Yeah, Adam Hazley's a first rounder. Mickey Moniak. Yeah. And the only reason he can get on the field right now is because the other center fielder beat up his now wife. Batting. Like, well, hey, that's what bad. about <laughs> yeah. What about Roman Quinn? And the other center well, fielder yeah. that beat up his wife isn't even good. Well, he's yeah. just better than the rest of them. <laughs> Kingery's bad, and that's the thing is like technically, Odubel Herrera was an all star. <laughs> just because every team needs an all star. <laughs> It's like being the tallest kid in freaking uh, The Wizard of Oz. Like, who the hell cares? <laughs> he said it's like being the smartest kid in the slow class. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. You did. I don't think fun. <laughs> but, yeah, like for, for Boom, the thing is, he didn't touch home. And on some level, I do love that. Because the funny thing is that as much as people try to get the human element out of the game, to your point, like... The human element does show up still. Yeah. You can try as many ways to, to block all of that out. But, like, you could live on a 50th floor apartment, but at some point an ant is going to pop up in that fucking apartment. You know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> exactly. I love that chaos element of it to some degree. And for all the times that people bitch, oh, the umps hate us and every call is against us and whatever. Like, here's a blatant moment where you beat a division rival and a call that you shouldn't have got. So it happens to everybody. It's nice to see it happen to us in a way like that for a change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have no you problem. You guys seem Braves fans and baseball people are like melting down over this. Like, like, oh, like yeah. They, uh, this is like, ridiculous. Oh, I get ridiculous. They need they, to start the game back up in the ninth inning with the yeah. score tied. Yeah. Nobody's no. doing that. Go to, go like a, like an ump doesn't blow balls and strikes literally every game. Exactly. <laughs> they make up their own strike zone on a regular basis. Like how many? Like uh, like they didn't get a decade worth of Maddox and looking what's his name, <laughs> giving their own corners when it came to their pitches and whatnot. They were forever getting their calls. That was yeah. the whole era of Braves baseball. Don't, don't get me started on baseball purist. Baseball purist really pissed me off. <laughs> Look, and that's the beauty of the game. It has a personality, right? You can't take that away from baseball. The moment baseball becomes, you know, a, a set thing. It loses its character. There's something about baseball that's so anti-robotic, despite being so slow. Eh, I don't know. It's not bat flips, is it? Well, that's <laughs> another, like that's another thing. I like the bat flips. You know, you have people guarding the game and whatnot, and that's not how you play. But whatever. I like the bat flips. I like the attitude. Bring me the attitude. If I hit a home run, I'm showing you up. Period. It's good. <laughs> yeah. The, the Castellanos. Mad is shaking his head at Nope. <laughs> you know, no. Art, old man. Let's, you know, yell at the let's, bring, oh, yeah. let's bring, bring back plunking. <laughs> you know, I find that asinine. And no yeah. sport ever should you be allowed to hurl something at someone's head or body at 90 miles an hour. Like, grow up. If you wanted him not to hit a home run and show you up, pitch better. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> man. See, this is as, as Rob told me, like this, 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 this is, is why hockey has you fighting don't get shown and it's up, the best. Do your job. <laughs> And that's fine, though. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's a fight. It's two people that grapple each other and go, we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go. And then they hit each other. I'm like, not going to hit you with a baseball unwillingly. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's the thing. It's a one-sided fight. You can't exactly. just throw the bat at the pitcher and be like, "Fuck you, pal!" Like you're you're dead. You're a dead man if you do that. You're never gonna play baseball again. They're, they're bringing the police over. Yeah, there. I mean it's a it's a these guys throw a hundred miles per hour routinely. So to throw it like uh, what was it, Joe Kelly last year maybe had thrown at the oh, guy yeah. at the heads of the guys on the Astros. Like I'm sorry, that guy sucks. Yeah. They made him in like this big icon. Oh, he's making the face at the Astros and whatever. He could have killed people out there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't make that guy the face of what baseball needs to be. I got problems with the Astros. I don't like those guys even a little bit. But when you're excusing throwing a ball at 100 miles per hour directly at somebody's head, that is the worst thing the sport can possibly do. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It's almost as bad as that polo. Old oh. ass man. <laughs> uh, that's a sharp, That's a nice prep crimson color. Exactly. And I am a big fan. That's you, a good you look. Leave him in his oh. gym coach polo shirt alone, okay? No, he comes in here dressed. He's like wearing a 40, an emo band t-shirt. Don't matter. Listen, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's his fail shirt, which it's is a, great. It's a long sleeve shirt. First of all, ooh, ooh, all yeah, right. I get it. New, New Jersey Second makes all, the world takes. I've heard the song. <laughs> Second of all, you're coming in here talking like a 45 year old when your 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 45 year old outfit all anti bat flips and stuff. All right, we're progressive on this show. Exactly. We bat flip. <laughs> we bat. Flip. No, I would flip this mic. I, I didn't realize if, it, if I wasn't afraid that it was expensive and I would. Yeah, have to damn pay for right it. you don't flip them. We just bought those. Damn it, no, no flipping the mics. Look, baseball is fun. You could just be contradictory because there's 17,000 different debate topics. Like I'm also pro cheating. I think no. pro cheating. Yeah, look at this guy. Look, have if, you no integrity? No, no none. You play to win the game. I'm glad you're coaching the prep hockey yeah. team. Then exactly. that's good. Yeah. Look, I I polo, want spitballs coming back immediately under yeah. investigation. Tuck, tucked in polo mat is pro cheating, anti fun. Everybody hear that, right? <laughs> we all heard that. Send your hate mail to at Merite twenty two. Look, I spike the rosin bags. Do whatever you need. Steroids? Oh, my goodness. Well, not steroids. Oh, come on. That's like the best kind of cheating. (laughs) That's the worst kind of cheating. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You're you're harming yourself to maybe hit a ball further. What the Astros did was way worse than anybody taking steroids. No. No? No. Stealing signs, calling pitches. That that advantage is... Back to to Vince's point, right? Pitcher takes steroids. He's throwing a ball how fast now? That's a deadly projectile. Yeah, but also the person he's throwing at is also one we're of talking about, We're talking about the integrity yeah. of the game. We're not talking about like real life stuff. Baseball but, like, has no integrity. And then then All, steroids there's, back There's in. been cheating for a hundred years within the confines you know, of the rules. Do you know how much fun it was to watch Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa? Yes, it was great. Let, Dude, ba- let steroids eighth, back in. Eighth grade. It was the best summer ever. <laughs> See, those Yo, yeah. get, a, get record books, get a new one. <laughs> Start it up. Yeah, new legalized steroids. New Testament, Old Testament. Yeah. Right? Like that's what it's gotta be. And but, we're good. But think about what what highlights are you watching today, right? Or what are you thinking about? I'm not you remember Griffey swing, right? Yeah. You don't remember McGuire swing? He's like, oh, he just mashed. Like that dude was huge. <laughs> Bash brother. Roided out of his mind, right? You remember Griffey, right? You remember Griffey. I remember with Bonds. the sweet swing. Oh yeah. Bonds? Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before San Francisco. Yeah. We all know that. Okay. All the best. All Bonds the best obviously athletes. did roids, right? You, yeah. you you don't get that bald without roids. I need to see your ball. Hey, I need to see That's great. I've only did steroids once in my life. No. 
once, and it wasn't even real steroids. There was no needle involved. It was like. <laughs> So what was it? it? With the cream in the clear? Yeah, what, were you rubbing pills. it off? Yeah, okay. <laughs> they were pills and they were more of a cutter than like a bulk thing. All right. It didn't work because I just ate like shit anyway. Holy <laughs> <laughs> man. I was strong though, man. Work. I'll tell you that. I was pretty strong at the time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. At the, at, by the end of his career, Barry Bonds up top was like alopecia bald. You, oh, o- yeah. you only get that from doing steroids. Jordan? That man didn't eat. Well, no, nah, Jordan's not bald. Well, now he is, but he always shaved, right? Didn't he have the sponsorship? Michael Jordan. went bald. <laughs> well, he went bald, yeah, but he's not, like, significantly bigger no. than he ever was. Well, his now head, he's fat. Yeah, Bond's but, head got bigger. Yeah, yeah his head, head but don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I thought you were saying the only way you go bald like that is to do steroids, and this is not true. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. I think it was hyperbole. Yeah. You know? That was bullshit. Fuck him in his shirt. Anyway, before we get into, you know, our tales from the press box, it is that time of the day, folks. So, Matt Merite, if you will, it's time for the Raz Bastard of the Week. Who did I'm you out. have in mind? Well, mine was an old adversary of ours. Um Al always an advertiser. Al Horford. <laughs> Just because, think about it, we smacked Oklahoma City. Yes. Right? It wasn't even a game. That dude is just practicing. Right? He's just getting a paycheck. He's not even playing. He's just sitting there. Like, and this is so unheard of to me. It's just, they told him, eh, stay home. And he's like, yeah, fine. Why? Exactly. It makes no sense. And for him to be okay with it, it's just... I've never been a fan of playing retire. paying players to not play. That's yeah. never been a thing of mine. Even if you're like, all right, I, we don't want them to get hurt, and we maybe we want to trade them, like with Blake and stuff like that. I'm like, dudes need to play, and a lot of them want to play. They like to play. So, so like, don't be out here robbing the customer of the product because you're trying to uh, be safe with your investment. Nobody's watching OKC to watch Horford. No, I'm not saying in general. Like in general, but it, I mean, even so, like watching Al Horford or, yeah. or OKC, we no. we all know this. <laughs> I mean, there's only like 18, 20 games left. I, I think people made too big of a deal about it. Like he's old as hell. Like they got no chance of making the playoffs. He, you know, last year he was dealing with Achilles. He has knee knee problems. Like, and they want to lose. And the the thing is, like Horford's not winning you games. So if he played, they're losing just amount, the same amount of games. I think they just shut him down because he's old and he doesn't want to play. <laughs> That's pretty much it. They're yeah. just like, yeah, dude, just we just want to play the kids. Go home. You're not changing anything. Live your life. And he yeah. was like, all right, yeah, I'll sit on the bench and, and make cash. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. And they'll lose some games and get a draft pick out of it. All the draft picks. I can't, like, it's just so odd pick. to me. I can't be mad. draft picks do they have at this point? Yeah. Like thirty six, it's the next crazy. Like seven years, yeah. And I just I wanted a late season rumbling like over them, and he robbed me of it. He robbed my enjoyment of it. <laughs> he robbed me. You know, I, I wanted to rub it to him, to Anna, to Anna's boyfriend, right? To I don't know the rest of them. However many <laughs> the there are, the yeah. <laughs> the entire Horford clan. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you because I don't do this. But I'm anti Horford. Well, I like Bobby's yeah. pick earlier, man. I mean, the Edelman Hall of Fame people—they're yeah. going so hard from yeah. it. I mean, I, I mean, they're like, you don't understand. God, 
great as well. Did, I'm like, Stop. was that you who put out the tweet about Tory Holt? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I retweeted it. With How is that dude not in the about. Hall of Fame? It's crazy. It's criminal that Tory Holt isn't in the Hall of Fame. And, and that's the thing, right? It's it's not even just right. that Edelman is like a good receiver that had a couple of years with the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. So you have other great wide receivers, but you also have all these other players at other positions that are like legitimate all-time greats mm-hmm. at their spot, and they're waiting forever to get in. I mean, the amount of time it took a guy like Alan Fanica to get in is silly. You know, it just shouldn't take that long, but it's fucking hard to get in if you're an offensive guard. It was hard for a long time to get in as a safety. That barrier just broke down the last couple of years. So when you look at all those other spots, defensive tackle, linebacker, like so many positions that are really hard to play as well, so many people that are legitimate Hall of Fame talents, and it'd be like, well, Edelman's a patriot, and he's been in the news, and he's a scrappy white guy, so let's throw him in the Hall of Fame. I'm glad you said it, and I didn't. Yeah, I, no, I was going there because I tell people all the time, none of you bastards ever bring up Deion Branch. He's got multiple Super Bowl rings and a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. None of you bring him up. None of you argue he should be in the Hall of Fame. Please stop this. Which Super Bowl was that? The early was that, that was the first one. Was that the third? Yeah. yeah. He was in the first couple, yeah. He was the MVP when they beat us. He had 11 he catches was, for a buck something that Jesus. game. Jesus. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Deion Branch was really good. <laughs> Nobody brings him up like, oh, my God. I just remember losing. <laughs> exactly. I tell everybody, like, you, we brought up Wes Welker. He would have had all those numbers had they not failed to make even the AFC Championship game in that decade drought they had where they didn't win a Super Bowl. There were a bunch of times they lost in the wild card game. They lost in the divisional round to Baltimore. He didn't play as many games as Edelman, who literally it seemed like the Patriots went to at least the AFC championship game in like 10 of the 11 years he's played on the team. Mm-hmm. You're going to have numbers like that. That's yeah. why everybody else on his team is also in the top five in those categories. And he was a good player. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. He was clearly good at what he did, but they love to run pick routes and all that kind of stuff. Brady's ruthlessly efficient at short distance. And so when you've got all that paired together, like, is Julian Edelman the reason why they won all those games? No, he's a really good player. But if we're talking Hall of Fame, I mean, the bar is so ridiculously high. And it wasn't just Torrey Holt. I mean, people were laying out the case, for example, uh, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. I mean, holy shit, Heinz Ward. Are you kidding me? And that guy could block his ass off, too. So that is a complete player that you're talking about. movie star. That's right. That's right. right. In the Batman movie. Oh, yeah. Which I saw the guy, by the way, dude, I saw uh, the Snyder cut the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a Under Armour jacket that they make for the <laughs> Gotham City College football team or something that, that uh, Cyclops or whatever his name is, uh, Cyborg, mm-hmm. that, that he's yeah, on. Yeah, he had that. That, that jacket, I was like, oh, that man, that is a sweet jacket. Yeah. But <laughs> Heinz Ward, yeah, like, that guy was amazing. He's not a Hall of Fame. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Reggie Wayne is not in the Hall of Fame. There's so many guys that really deserve it. And then you think of all these other wide receivers right now. They're so much better. They're going to get in someday. Like Mike Evans, if he retired right now, his career is better than Julian Edelman's, and it's not close. It's not. Mm-hmm. He's got like 1,400 yards a year. He's got like 12 touchdowns a year. I mean, it's insane. And Edelman is just, it's, it's a trendy, he's a patriot, we know who he is, so let's throw him in. It's dumb. Well, I think that's one of those arguments where does being part of the dynasty, right? How much does that weigh? And ultimately, it's going to come down to, I think, the Super Bowls because the stats aren't there. But you look at guys, you know, from other great teams who have gotten in and it's, you know, it happens. But one of like, 
Like half of those what? Those like four peat Steelers are in? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that is how it goes. When you win a bunch, then you're going to get guys in. So, you know, dynasties have have a lot of players that make it. But you do have to draw lines. And for the Patriots, I mean, it's going to be Brady. And then it's going to be Gronk because Gronk is going to be the other. Historically, as a tight end, his tight end numbers are historic. Like throughout the season, but like I said, you're talking about Edelman, who literally Mushin Muhammad has more career touchdown catches than Julian Edelman. Like we need to stop this. That's a great pull, Mushin Muhammad. <laughs> that is exactly, a great pull. Exactly. Eleven seasons, thirty six total touchdowns. And there are guys who've done that. And fewer than three seasons. And how many bad Stop QBs it. did he play with? I mean, my exactly. God. Exactly. Jake DeLoon. Well, that's about all we have for today. <laughs> we kind of went off the road. We had fun. As always, I'm your boy, Bobby Dubs. You can find me on Twitter at <laughs> youngspud 1385 You can catch me on Instagram at Robo the Writer. Go get the book, Hope Over Hurts, on Amazon. Matt Marite, when can where can the fine people find you? Uh, you guys can find me salivating over J.C. Horn game tape. <laughs> uh, Is that all forty five and older restaurant? <laughs> you can find them at the early bird special. Yeah, <laughs> you can find me at the Golden Corral. Uh, <laughs> right by the chocolate fondue. Yeah. I'm also on Twitter at mmarite22, and that's the same across platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Untapped. Uh, Anything else you want to feel like Googling. <laughs> and as always, at Last Out Media. Of course. Also, to my left. At It's Vince Quinn. Everything. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I technically have a Clubhouse account. I've had one for like three weeks, and I still haven't <laughs> logged on there yet, so I don't know what it is still, but someday I will be on Clubhouse at It's Vince Quinn. Uh, but more importantly here, just Last Out Media, lastoutmedia.com, doing the shows, hanging out in the studio, Come on down. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Manoff. Just find me on Twitter. Uh, Manoff RM. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't use anything else. So if you want to talk to me, find me on Twitter, Manoff RM. Or last out. All right. Bat flip. I'm the type to tell your daughter things. I blow high, don't try and cut my water wings.